Welcome to Liberty Monks Podcast. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How you doing, brother Mike? I got one thing to say, my brother, and that is go blue. Go blue indeed. Yes, sir. You can say what you want about, about Michigan, but they have a national championship. So like it or, or don't like it, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. But uh, that was a fun game to watch. And uh, and we also have our Lions doing well, too. But um, we are not going to talk about that tonight. Um, you know, and it's always kind of cool when we bring people on, man, that um, that we've interviewed in the past because, you know, we learn so much from talking to folks that are, you know, putting everything on the line and um, and doing all this research and, and they're, they're trying to get good information out to people. And then in, in the last four years, you know, we've obviously all dealt with a whole hell of a lot of disruption to our lives. And I don't, I don't, um, you know, I, it's hard to even sometimes get your arms around what just happened and looking in the rearview mirror because it seems like it was yesterday. I don't know about everybody else out there, but for me, it seems like it was yesterday that all this went down. And, and then it's like all of a sudden it's four years later. It's kind of crazy. But um, uh, but we have a great opportunity again to to just re-engage with somebody that we talked to about a year ago. Um, we're here tonight with uh, attorney Todd Callender. Todd, it's good to see you, brother. Welcome back to Liberty Monks. Thanks for having me back. I can't believe it. A year later. Holy cow. I know. I didn't. That's crazy. It seems like we talked literally. I, I mean, it We seems like we talked to you literally yesterday. I, I don't. I, I, you know, obviously I'd say that it's tongue in cheek a little bit, but sure. it doesn't seem like a year, man, uh, that we spoke last. No, uh, but you're keeping well. You haven't aged. Neither. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, we fool a lot of people, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it's good to see you again. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Todd is, like I told you, he's a, is an attorney. Um, he's worked in the disability and health and life insurance industry for over 20 years, focusing on um, a lot of the biomedical morbidity, mortality risks, um, which is obviously, you know, looking at statistics and everything. You can learn a lot from looking at statistics. You can, actuaries can give you a whole heap of great information. That's the business I'm in. I'm not an actuary, but um, been in the financial industry myself for over 20 years. So I get that data is extremely important to be able to, for a number of reasons, we don't need to get into all that, but Todd, you've, um, you've really been um, on the forefront of getting not only good information out to people. And I know a lot of the stuff guys is, is not easy to hear. Um, I'm, I'm sure that some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight might not be easy to hear, but you know, the way that we look at it is, you know, when would you want to know if, you know, if something was true or not, would you want to know now? Or would you want to know, you know, yeah. never, I don't know. But, um, but we, we try to do is, you know, again, we're not asking you to believe everything that we talk about on this show. We're just asking you to hey, listen, do your own research. And I think the things that we talk about are worth doing your own research about most cases. And, and Todd, you um you were spearheading a lawsuit um, yeah. because of the vaccine mandates on a lot of our our U.S. Uh, armed service members. Um, what's the status on that? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me uh, to talk about it. And I yeah. I am in the insurance business. Um, I'm I'm an insurance executive by day. Uh, I, I became a trial lawyer again. I hadn't tried a case in twenty years. <laughs> But I actually came from the vaccine business. That's how I ended up in the Caribbean. I was running clinical field trials in Cuba back in the 1990s, and I brought the WHO and Pfizer into Cuba. So I know these gangsters, and, and that's how I got involved in all of this. Um, so when they said, when, when Mr. Austin uh, purported to be the Secretary of Defense said, I'm going to force 1.4 million service members, active service members, 
to take this poison shot, this mRNA shot all at the same time. That's when I couldn't stand by um, because I knew my family had tested uh, all these shots, all these various vaccines for the last 20 years because my family owns intellectual property to a needle-free mass vaccination device. And that's what I was managing the clinical field trials of in Cuba. It's why I was there. It's why I knew Pfizer. And we had tested mRNA amongst other things. And I knew that all the test animals died. So when I first heard this, I started screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, don't do this. Nobody's listening. And just like what you guys are trying to do. And so what does a lawyer do? You do. And so I, um, I had a meeting with General McInerney, uh, Dr. Teresa Long, David Wilson, my, my law partner. He's a uh, former JAG lawyer and a few other people. And we devised a plan. Hey, you know, we all recognized something was wrong and, and we filed. The, in fact, I filed the very first lawsuit against the DOD. It was a temporary restraining order on the basis that Mr. Austin had authorized the use of force, meaning hold people down to give them this experimental shot where all the test animals died. Um, and we had the benefit of suing uh, DOD, FDA, HHS, Department mm -hmm. of Justice defended the case. And I was woefully ill-prepared. Um, I thought, holy cow, you know, they're going to find out that these things are poison. And um, we've got this expert testimony here. It, it's you know, beyond a reproach. This, is, this has got antifreeze in the shots. Polyethylene glycol is the base ingredients for antifreeze. So I thought for sure the DOD is going to say, oh, whoa, we didn't know that. Boy, was I wrong. Holy cow, was I wrong. And so they, they fought us for three years. Um, I went through the Federal District Court in Colorado, the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. We did oral arguments in um, November of last year. I'm sorry, 2022. Six months of deliberation in the, the appellate court said, um, we don't have jurisdiction to hear your case that they just heard. So we appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court effectively trying to get them to reverse a holding that we have been alleging throughout this whole thing. There's a case called molecular pathology versus mirror genetics. It holds that use of mRNA to create gene modifications, changes in a genome means they own it. In other words, the people that got the Pfizer and the Moderna shots are owned by the patent holders. And my point to all of these courts is you can't do that. We outlawed slavery in 1865. Lo and behold, last Monday, a week ago today, the Supreme Court said, we're not going to hear your case. So that means that law from 2013 that they created is applicable. It's good law. They're not going to disturb it. Um, and I also just, by the way, happen to be, you know, in the insurance business, morbidity is the business we do, disability. Mm -hmm. um, we knew also that the actuarial tables were being fudged. The closest numbers we could get for our actuaries was first quarter 2021. The military, our expert witnesses, said we have an 1,100% increase in all-cause morbidity mortality in 10 months in of 2021 over all of 2020. So, yeah, we, I've been screaming, thanks to you, by the way, um, to both of you, for being the courageous lone voices, the ones allowing guys like me, there's a lot of us out there, trying to warn people. And you know what? By virtue of what it is you do, I figure it's 50% or so of the people on this planet got these poison shots, these gene modification poison shots. So, you know, God bless you for that, because um, that wasn't the plan. The plan was to have, you know, 95% of the world shot up with these things, gene modification agents. And, and thanks to you and your efforts and people like you, um, we were able to effectively stop, because we did, 
the mm -hmm. single biggest, most lethal killing machine humanity has ever known. The DOD got stopped in their tracks um, because 400,000 service members stood up and said, hell no. Um, and right. so Congress had to repeal the law and uh, the DOD doesn't know what to do now. So they're trying to still give the job to people and fool them into taking it. Um, but that is the power of what it is you do. So thank you. Well, thank you too, brother. Thanks for the kind words. And, um, you know, um, you know, thanks to people like you and many other people, like to your point, um, that are out there speaking the truth and trying to scream and yell, yeah, you know, right. um, you know, that's, that's, it's God bless you too. And, um, you know, like we've, Mike and I as we've talked about this, you know, we're kind of all, everyone's in this together and it's, yeah. we need to unite with our brothers and sisters across the world. And, um, you know, there's, there's obviously there's, there's, there must be some reason we're going through all of this, but, um, we certainly appreciate uh, you and, and other folks like you as well for having the courage to stand up and speak the truth. So, yeah. So thanks so but much. We have no choice at the end of the day, James. Yeah. Um, our choice is, is this, it's a do or die mission. And that goes for our Republic as well. One of the things we found along the way is that Mr. Austin doesn't have a valid oath of office that led us down this, this path. Holy cow. Who does have a valid oath of office? None, none of them, no one serving in our federal government at the, at the secretary level, not one of them has a valid oath of office. What that means is the statutes five USC. Uh, 3111 three, one, one, and 3, three, um, People can look it up for themselves. The point of which is that if you don't have a sworn oath of office, you're not serving your country, you're serving yourself. None of them have that. Mayorkas, who welded open the gates of the southern border, didn't bother to take his oath. And yet we're paying this guy um, to, to do what? To destroy our nation. So this is really it. This is do or die. Either Americans rise up and we take back our republic or we are going to die trying because they are surely trying to kill us. I mean, that that was the plan here. They either change us into a new slave species or die. They didn't carry their way. So says their findings in the 1994 Cairo Population Accords. So what does this, you know, when, what does this mean for the grand scheme of things and, and what, what new information have you uncovered? Because, you know, we, we both know a lot of people, obviously that, um, you know, a lot of people to your point, they, maybe they got one of the shots and who knows what the hell they got, but, yeah. um, a lot of them didn't get any more, you know, yeah. and, and, and some did, but, you know, unfortunately, um, that's the, this is the hard truth, but a lot of people, you know, started to second guess and question. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, yes. But what, 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 is there anything new developed in just what we're dealing with here? Yeah. Well, there's some really great news on that front. Um, from different points of view, there's a lot of docs um, mm -hmm. that I've been working with for the last, there's about 2,500 of them from around the world. When I say docs, these are scientists, medical doctors, things of that nature. And they're, they're finally getting to the bottom of this. How is it we're going to help people, help people? Um, because it turns out that, that, you know, this poisoning, this mass poisoning that happened has actually been happening really for the last 50, 60 years. They've been putting poisons into all of our meds for a very long time. And as we're working back through exactly how far this goes, it leads to something, believe it or not, called death-associated protein 6, otherwise known as gene 1616, also known as kinase, K-I-N-A-S-E. And as these scientists, doctors, the good guys are figuring out, hey, we have kinase inhibitors already 
Um, hey, methylene blue breaks up the, the clots these things are causing. Giant doses of vitamin C have this effect. Um, oh, by the way, the, the three HIV proteins in the shot destroy your body's ability to use selenium. Um, so these docs are now figuring it out and coming up with protocols for people that um, unfortunately took the shots, one or 10, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference, but it's, it's, a, it's a remedy, right? It's a, mm-hmm. a rescue of sorts that we're not just now scaring the hell out of people because that's what we need to do. But now there are answers and we're getting to them. So the good news, like I said, I figure half the planet didn't take the shots one way or another or not enough of them. Mm -hmm. Um, That gives us enough people and force to take our planet back. We now know how it happened. We now know the parties that are responsible. And all of a week ago, 230 service members, uh, some in uniform, wrote a note to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And it said, we're coming for you. Right? We know what you did. And we're coming for you. That's a change in the tide. Right? That's that's not hiding and burying your head and hoping they're not going to find you and put a shot in your ass. That is saying, we know what you did. You're going to pay for it. That's the change in tide that we're seeing. That's the sentiment we are finding in the United States. And it's contagious. You look at the farmers in uh, Germany. They took over Berlin. Same thing in Holland. Uh, people are not going quietly into the night. We're taking yep. our planet back. Yeah, you're seeing amazing things happening in Germany and how the farmers are, they, they seem to be as serious as you can be. I mean, did, did I see, I think I saw this today. Aren't they dump, Aren't they dumping manure and everything all over the buildings? Yeah. And, and I mean, they're, they're, they're in convoys. It, it, may, it makes what happened in Canada look like child's play. And they know what's coming, James. Here's the thing. The, the, the laws have all been changed to make medical martial law so that upon the declaration of six magic words, public health emergency of international concern, mm-hmm. your human rights, your constitutional rights are suspended. Well, they've gone one further now. They've created the one health enterprise. So all the governments of the world now agree, oh, these pathogens are zoonotic, meaning they go between animals and people. The reality is our government made them that way. They made 470,000 pathogens. We have the patents that our government made coronavirus 1, 2, spike uh, protein, Ebola, Marburg. They made them all, and they made them zoonotic. So now they've been giving cows tuberculosis so that it would catch onto people. Isn't that a great excuse? We better cull all of the cows in the United right. States of America. What was it, about a year ago? We, we ended up having to kill off a billion chickens because of bird yep. flu. So, so farmers are catching on. We get it. We're not going to give our cows mRNA shots. It's poison. We're not going to cull our herds. And people are standing up because that's how they're intending to starve us. And by the way, water is right behind it. The EPA's clean water protection regulations are now a function of the U.S. Department of Defense. That means that people in camouflage are going to be enforcing the Clean Water Act exactly how they took over public health. Right? It's militarized EPA, militarized public health, and people are finally catching on. Even people in uniform say, wait a minute, I didn't sign on to go beat up some farmer because he didn't kill his cows. Mm-hmm. So so the water is interesting because, you know, they've been putting all sorts of things in our water supply yes. over the years. One being fluoride, which I don't think people who haven't looked into fluoride Correct me if I'm wrong, but fluoride's an industrial waste, isn't it? Yes, 
and it's a toxic. And they used and they used to use fluoride to kill rats. <laughs> they don't know that it's very possible, but it it uh, it is a toxin. It's a neurotoxin. It makes you mm-hmm. stupid. So yes, and not only that, but atrazine. You know, atrazine screws with your endocrine system, and and then we wonder why it is people don't know if they're a boy or a girl. I mean, all of this was done on purpose, exactly as you indicated. So. You, you talk about, you know, hey, we have people that are becoming more aware of this. Now we had, uh, we have, we had Dr. Ruby on recently, oh, awesome. and she talked, and yeah, which you know, it's always great to talk to her and catch up with her. That was, uh, that was ironically one of the first episodes that we had taken down was her first episode she did with us, and apparently they didn't like it. They being who, whoever the hell is the censor who censors everything, you know. Um, but that episode was removed from all the platforms. So, only, you know, you know, this one hasn't been yet. But one of the things she said in that interview was that this whole operation was a military operation. Yeah, she's right. And so, you know, I think from from the standpoint of, you know, people that aren't necessarily as in tune to what's going on, how you know, how are they supposed to take that? Because all right, if it's a military operation, can really anybody be trusted? And again, I know I know you're saying that, hey, there's people within the military, you know, that have been compartmentalized that perhaps are doing a little bit more research because that's really, isn't that really what we're dealing with? You yes. have all these people in various areas that think they're doing the right thing, no matter who it is, but they're so compartmentalized, meaning right. they don't get to see the big chessboard, right? All they that's get right. to see is, Hey, my job is to do X, Y, and Z and follow orders and be obedient, which ironically, that's what we're taught to do our entire life is to be obedient, right? From the time we're born to the time we die. (laughs) So, so in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, if it isn't, if, if that is indeed true and it's a military operation, I mean, what, what is, what, how do people rise up and, and, and fight back? obviously not violently because that's yeah. that's not exactly how how things should be done probably but what what <laughs> what do you say to people like what is what is the i know that you probably don't have all the answers here man but what 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 is it that people need to be thinking about doing and getting involved well yes so the, so the short answer to your question is, is yes it is a military operation it always was we we came to understand this one of our expert witnesses was trained in Seaburn, mm-hmm. chemical, biological, radiological weapons at Fort Detrick, and their fingerprints were all over this. We had the evidence early on when we when we filed this lawsuit. The reason we filed the lawsuit, by the way, wasn't wasn't just for the purpose of a TRO to stop the use of force and, and stop the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it became evident to us that the only way people would take us seriously is either if they saw the, the information on TV or in a court case. So we use the court case as a means by which to introduce expert testimony. We put you know, the stamps on it because it went into mm-hmm. the Kirk court. And lo and behold, we had these top-notch world experts showing not just the, the general population, but the people in the military, hey, this is polyethylene. They're sticking freeze in your arm. Do you want any freeze in your arm? And, and we poisoned the well as, at the end of the day that had the effect of causing 400,000 service members to say, wait, I don't want these shots. How do I stop? So my law firm right. made a bunch of templates because we, we weren't getting anywhere with the lawsuit other than you know, foot dragging, but we built sure. these templates. So all of the service members who didn't want the shots could um, apply for exemptions. They could file criminal complaints because it was criminal. Um, they could file what are called Article 138s. 
Inspector General complains. And at the end of the day, the 400,000 service members just papered the holy hell out of the DOD, who then had to take the time to respond, right? That's the, the first order of business is you stand and you say, no, I'm not doing it. Take a book out of your two-year-old's playbook. I'm No, it's just no. Second, I do not consent. That, <laughs> it takes... It takes one to stand. Dan yeah. Robert, our plaintiff, right? It took him to stand and others followed. Colonel Pete Chambers, a medical doctor, Green Beret. He was down in Texas and his job um, was to go around to the meatpacking plants and prepare them to take their PCR test. Well, Colonel Chambers knew that those tests were a scam. He knew damn well anybody that took the test, 40 cycles was going to show positive. So he went to the meatpacking plants in advance and said, you should probably have a sick out tomorrow. Okay, the COVID people show up. There's nobody at the plant. They go home. The plant stayed open. He saved the meat packing industry in Texas. Wow. It takes one. If you're the one loading the airplane full of these chemicals are getting sprayed on us, you don't have to do that. It takes one to stop. It takes one to stand. Everybody has the power to stand. By the way, if you're a badge and a gun, if you're a law enforcement officer, let me tell you something. The people that are giving you orders have no oath of office. That, that is no joke. We have the evidence. We've already filed it with the U.S. attorney, who also doesn't have an oath of office. That means they are impersonating law enforcement officers. They're impersonating federal officials. It is your obligation. Do your job. You swore an oath. Arrest. It takes one. So, Tad, is this so – the, so, so the way that they're operating then, okay, without an oath, are they operating then under the color of law? Is this is – this, is this a def are we dealing with a de facto government? Yes. yes, that's exactly correct. We are dealing with a great giant facade with a bunch of actors. That's exactly the point here. Now we we've got a, a whole team. It's Project mm -hmm. Proper Oath, and this team is is filing Freedom of Information Act requests around the United States, even in states, to find out who has an oath and who doesn't have an oath. Because guess what? If you don't have an oath of office, you're not serving the state. You're not serving the government. You're not serving the people. You're serving yourself. And the way the law reads is if you don't have one within 30 days of your appointment, everything you did is void ab initio as though it did not happen. You have no authority. And better yet, you have no immunity. So we've got people that are filing um, lawsuits against school board heads, against sheriffs, against mayors who have no oaths of office. And guess what? No immunity. The state can't jump in and, and pay their legal bills because they're not serving legally. And, and it sounds strange, but we figured it out, I think. When we looked at the, um, the jury instructions, why is, it, why is it nobody in the federal government is serving lawfully? How is it that, that Mayorkas, the Secretary of Treasury, for, for Christ's sake, doesn't have an oath of office, didn't bother? You know, this couldn't be a fluke. It was a plan. Well, you look at the jury instructions, and in order to, um, to prosecute somebody for treason or sedition, you have to prove they had a duty. How does one do that? A sworn written oath of office is how you do that, and none of them have it. So don't listen to me. The right. um, Energy and Commerce Committee of the, of the U.S. Congress looked into Fauci. Lo and behold, they had a press conference. He also was not serving lawfully. None of his staff were serving lawfully. The question then is, what are we going to do about it? Right. Well, and, and, you know, you have, you know, again, we talked about this, that some of this stuff is hard to hear. So sometimes people just kind of put their head in the sand. They don't want to, they don't, they're just, they're silent, right? They don't say anything, but with silence comes acceptance, right? Is, am I correct? Yeah. Because 
how much of this do you feel has all happened? Again, I, I don't want to blanket generalize this too much because you mentioned something very specific. There's no oath of office. Okay. So how much of that power that they've retained with really based on what you're saying is is not lawful, right? Legal and lawful Perception. are two different things, right? But is it is it because of our silence? Is it because of our silence is consent? It's abdication. You've got it exactly right. It's because our acquiescence, yep. right? And, and because it's perception, they got shiny buttons and ribbons, so that makes them official. That's yep. it. How is it? How is that any different? You know, and and you go in front of a of a court, and you're looking for them to render an opinion that will have a, a huge effect on the future of humanity. Um, and why do we seek their opinion? Because they wear black robes. Do I got that right? Big, <laughs> why big do they wear badges? black robes? Yes, it's, it's for that very reason, right? It's because this is something serious. Yeah. It's to, to remind people it's serious. It's why there's a bar and only the litigants mm -hmm. go in front of the, the bar tables. All of this is done by ceremony. Why? Why is it that you look at the royals in England my God, they don't fall over from, you know, lead poisoning or whatever, because they, they got like scrambled eggs everywhere. You, right, you know what I mean? Right. Why, why is that? It's perception. And, and we give them credence and we kowtow. Yes, sir. No, sir. Blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, they've lost their trust. And that's what's happened in the military. So the plan was, according to the, the National Defense Authorization Act from 2019 to 2023, Public health was moved under the Department of, um, sorry, Defense Health Agency, under the Department of Defense. Why? To enforce the edicts of Tedros Adnan, the director of the World Health Organization, due to changes in the international health regulations that are trying to put through right now. It isn't going to happen. Why? Because the military lost all their trust. They, they are down 25%. They've lost 25% one way or another of all the troops. They can't replace it. They're now taking people coming across the border. Those military-aged men mm -hmm. don't speak English, don't have a high school education. The military is taking them. But even when they're doing it, the doctors in the military are telling me they, they're giving them the same damn shots and they're all getting sick and they can't make it through boot camp. Wow. They can't make it through the training programs. So what I'm saying to you is there's, there is no law without law enforcement. And the plan was to have the military enforce these edicts, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's to kill us, line us up against a wall and shoot us with liquid or lead, it doesn't matter, right? That was the plan. And that is, that's failed. They can't do it. There's no enforcement is what I'm saying to you. So really at this moment in time, you stand up and say, no, what does that cost you? Yep. Right? There's no way to come after you for this. And now we got the guns and badges guys scratching their head. So you know what? That, that makes sense. We're not, we're not doing that. So I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. the, the governor of New Mexico tried to declare a public health emergency. Where have we heard that before? She said guns are the public health emergency. And she said, we're taking everybody's guns. Sheriff Allen, he's the guy in charge of Albuquerque. And he said, no, we're not doing that. It's against the Constitution. I will not enforce that law. Seven other sheriffs jumped in and joined them. Eventually, they, they shamed the attorney general of the state into agreeing it's unconstitutional so what's interesting about that is that the declaration of these pandemics suspends your human rights it suspends your constitutional rights but it doesn't matter because the sheriff said i don't care we're not doing that this is the change in tide this is when you have 230 service members some uniform some not yeah. who say we're coming for you 
people are finally getting it. They're finally finding their courage and their voice. Well, Todd, I know we're running up our time, but, um, you know, you said something there that I think that was extremely important. Like, I think you know, a lot of what we hear from people seems very hopeless, you know, and it's it's hard. I think people hear this stuff and all of a sudden they just shut down because they go, oh, if I can't do anything about this, why bother? But what you're indeed saying is that when you've given some examples of this, we we have we have more than just hope here. There's actually good right. things happening. And right. and, you know, are the bad guys scrambling? Yes. The bad guys are scrambling. They look. This is the probably the most dangerous point in all of this because they've been caught. Mm -hmm. right? The evidence is already out. In fact, we've already put a bunch of it into the court record. They can't get rid of it, which is why we did that. Um, they can't get rid of it. This this is now out. This is intentional. We all know it. They all know it. And now the question is, what are they going to do about it? That right. makes them extraordinarily dangerous. And you see them picking fights, right? Israel's a good example. They let, you know, whoever it was, Hezbollah, not so sure, whoever it was, on October um, yeah. 7th come in and start shooting up the country. For seven hours, the IDF stood down, right? So they're trying to they're trying to create a war. They're trying to create a nuclear exchange. They're trying to starve people, cut off the water. Anything they can do to take the pressure off, they're, they're caught. This is going to happen one way or another. So we're going, we're obviously we're in a, we're in an election year. We've already seen what they're trying to do to, to Donald Trump with all the, right. the legal proceedings. Um, how do you see this playing out? Do you, I mean, um, what do you think, I guess a, a different question would be not how you see it playing out, but what do you think people should prepare themselves for realistically in the coming months? Just Considering, yeah. considering, I mean, you saw what happened in 2020, everybody. I mean, it, yes. it was a shit show. And I don't, and and, well, I, and, and I think that's, that was vanilla compared to what we possibly could see, huh? Well, it's, it's exactly right. So they're already talking about disease X. I'll tell you how much you want to talk about a shit show. Our government in December of last year declared a pandemic in advance. They said on January 1, 2024, we're going to have a Marburg pandemic. That's hemorrhagic fever. It's like Ebola. Mm -hmm. They already declared one in 2020. Why? Because it gives them the power to suspend you. Well, they said right. in December 2023, we're going to have one in 2024. <laughs> they already declared it. We are already in a Marburg pandemic. Disease X? Yeah, you bet. But they'll try and use the, the, the EMF, the, the 5G system, to create symptomology and fool everybody into a Marburg pandemic. Here's the good news. A lot of people already know, number one, that it is not a particularly contagious disease. It's body fluids. It's not airborne. Number two, there are treatments for it. You don't have to get their experimental mRNA shot. Something called Fenbendazole, mm -hmm. Albendazole appears in the Green Beret handbook. And it's widely available. Your dog is probably taking fenbendazole right now. Um, and so it's not going to work anyway. But yep. they don't have a choice because they always follow the playbook. And they're going to roll this out. But people don't have to be afraid. You don't have to go to the quarantine center. You don't have to take the shots. The answer is no, I'm not wearing my damn mask. And no, I'm not going to stand six feet apart. It's that simple. Yep. And by the way, where it comes, there's going to be an election come hell or high water. Right. People have had it. And if they have to write the ballot out themselves and hand it in, that's what they're yep. going to do. Um, because awesome. It's done. There is no putting the genie back in the bottle. Well, um, I know I know we're up against it here, man. But um, 
before you go, just what do you want to leave everybody with? And uh, like I before we go too, um, I, I'd like to sooner than later have you back on again because um, I don't think we've even scratched the surface on some of the things we could get into. Um, but what do you want to leave people with this evening? Because what, your message is actually a pretty awesome one that there's a remedy for what this, you know, the shots and everything like that. And also that you're seeing people rise up here. And to your point, it only takes one person to make a huge difference. And I don't think people, I don't think we can express that enough. It doesn't take an army of people to change things. It takes one person taking an act of courage, right? That's right. It's exactly right. And um, people are starting to listen now. When I say build your relationship with God, you know, when, when we had thousands and thousands of service members come to our law firm after we filed the lawsuit, help me, help me. The ones who understood this had a relationship with God. Maybe it was an old one, maybe it was a broken one, but that's where they drew their courage to say no, because they had a belief in a higher power. They know that this is a temporary thing in these meat suits we call life, mm-hmm. right? Our spirits are forever. Build your relationship with God. Find the courage. Be a leader and say no. Amen, brother. Um, Todd, where can they? Where can people find more about your work? Where do they go? Thank you. Uh, so, in all of this, I got the knock. You know, God's like, yeah, I think you should buy Cloud Hub. So we acquired Cloud Hub. C L O U T H U B. It's okay. a uh, it's a social media platform. We've got you guys on there and others like you. Um, and and it's, I built it in such a way that it's anonymous, it's private. That equals freedom. We're not collecting mm-hmm. any data on anybody. We don't want to. But that's where you find me most of the time now is a cloud hub trying to give people a voice, giving them a place, a soapbox, where the marketplace of ideas, where all thoughts are welcome. We just want intellectually honest debate. Awesome, brother. I appreciate that. Um, Clouthub.com, everybody. Um, check that out and check out Mr. Calendar's work. Stick with us, okay, after we end, and, and uh, we'll chat just for a brief minute if you're cool with that uh, yeah, when we absolutely. end here. But um, just God bless you, man. God bless you for all the hard work and courage that you've had through this whole thing. And um, can't thank you enough for the time. I know you're a busy guy. So um, um, just God bless you and your work. God bless everybody out there listening right now. We appreciate you more than you could possibly imagine. And as always, God bless our, our great republic and, and everybody in the world. Because, again, we're all in this together, no matter where you live. We've all been affected by all of this. And all of us are mad as hell. And if we... Just stand up and, and to your point, don't consent and don't don't acquiesce. Um, a lot can change for the good. So thank you, sir, for the time. Appreciate yeah, it. God bless you both. Take care.